0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision
1: If you've been around church for a while, and some of us have, chances are you've seen some funny stuff, and some weird things too, and of course that 2,000 year history of the church, the church has developed some unusual traditions that for the modern unchurched person, looking on could be a little disconcerting. So rather than keep weird things under wraps, I've invited our chaplain, Pastor Rob Mann, to join us as we talk through some of the weird and wonderful things that people do in church. Now, in all honesty, some ex-churchgoers will blame their absence from church on having an experience of the weird. And you might even be forgiven for thinking that people who have never been to church might think the whole thing looks a bit weird from the outside. Well, the truth is that weird stuff in church usually starts with weird people in church. (laughs) (laughs) And that might be you and me, and it might be you, Rob Mann. Undoubtedly, that applies to me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, permission to have a little bit of a laugh today. And undoubtedly, there will be a serious side to all of this, and since we don't know exactly what's coming, apologies in advance if anything that we say today, or even that listeners might uh, contribute to our conversation, may even sound a little irreverent or downright ridiculous. So (laughs) we shall see. Uh, Rob, let me just uh, reflect. The other day I was mentioning this in the kitchen uh, upstairs here at Vision, and uh, I said, oh, we're going to have a talk about weird things that happen in church. And, of course, everybody has their own weird story. So there should be lots of people calling in and uh, contributing to our conversation today. But Lauren Bickley, who is part of our Vision 180 team, she remembered being in church, and there was a visiting group of fire twirlers from Tonga. Uh, you've seen this sort of thing happen? Yeah? I have. Fire twirlers from Tonga. No, this is in church. And doing their performance, and you know what's going on here, don't you? One of the fire twirlers had a grass skirt, and you know those grass ankle things? And yep. you can just imagine now firing twirl- twirling the fire, and you guessed it, the grass skirt caught fire. This is the sort of stuff that we'll talk about today, weird things that happened in church. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there was a burn injury on the night, but... It's a good thing that the church is still standing because there undoubtedly will be other stories of things like this that happen that go really astray and the whole church burns down. (laughs) And uh, if you ever wanted to see an on-fire Christian, you'd go to church that night. Well, I wonder if fire fell from heaven now. I think that might be what it was. Fire Did they put it middle. out of there? Yeah. Uh, or in this instance, maybe a uh, you know, strange fire being presented on the altar for people yes. who are familiar with that Old Testament story about Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron. Uh, Rob, when we talk about the funny things that happen in church, sometimes they're not funny when they do happen, but in hindsight, you can get a bit of a laugh up.
2: I think that's right, Neil. I think you know one of the great things that, that we need to be able to do is to learn to laugh at ourselves. And, you know, providing somebody doesn't get hurt, there's a lot of things that happen when you look at them in hindsight. They're actually really funny.
1: And you were uh, pastoring a church for three decades plus, and in some sense you're still, you've got your hand in there and uh, a few irons in the fire around the place, and, of course, you're a chaplain here at Vision. But over 30 years, uh, when you do look back on some of the things that happen, you can start to see the funny side. Definitely. I mean, I've been to funny funerals. I, I, um, Funerals are never funny when you're there, but no. But this particular day, <laughs>
2: um, there was a funeral in a country town in southern Queensland. I was at, and I was there with a the Baptist minister, Church of Christ minister, and the um, celebrant was an Anglican minister. And uh, in that town, they had the funeral directors, and this was guy was from a provincial city, a little distance away. And around the grave, they had some of that artificial grass. And as he went forward to, um, when they lowered the casket into the grave, he actually stepped on it and slipped, and he fell both feet first on top of the casket. (laughs) Now, a couple of the family um, tittered a little bit and and laughed a bit, but I and the two other pastors um, ended up stuck at the cemetery for some time afterwards because we went up behind a big fig tree and couldn't come out because every time we had to come out, we burst out (laughs) laughing again.
1: Uh, (laughs) Things happen. That's happened. Happen. Yeah. In actual fact, that whole idea of uh, having an attack of the giggles during church uh, for some might be a, a weird experience in itself. Oh yeah, and like this, it's a lonely
2: place. to stage, if that happens, I um, church. I res- retired from it last year. Um, one lady used to come. She used to go to the Salvation Army Church because they served breakfast, and then she'd come to our church about three quarters of the service because we had morning tea. And what she didn't know that two plovers had nested just outside the church on the grass and they had three young chicks and a couple of the loving ladies in that church put a chair over to cover them up. And then when this lady walked down the hill and walked across the grass and the and I was the only one who could see because I was standing at the pulpit looking out through a side window. And as she walked towards them, the two plovers rose up and proceeded to attack her with her handbag and hat flapping everywhere. <laughs> and I am in a pulpit beside myself with laughter. Could yeah. not tell anybody what was going on. And and, and like everybody's looking at me. And then and, and in she came. And she was a lady with some difficulties. I won't say any more than that And, uh, <laughs> and she, but she always used to walk across the front and as she walked across the front of the church she went the birds the birds
1: and <laughs> nobody else knew what was happening except me I was beside myself but you know strange things happen. Strange things happen and being able to look back in hindsight and have a laugh about those things uh, that's a bit of a gift actually uh, because if you continue to take those sorts of things seriously into the future something's wrong because you need to be able to see the funny side and, exactly. the, and when you have these reunions uh, and people remember the same story, oh, they yeah. were there too uh, you can have the deepest belly laugh about some of the crazy stunts and things that go on in church life Exactly, the Bible says a merry heart does us good like a medicine. And early last
2: year I, not last, the year before, that was my last year in that pastorate, I realised at the beginning of the year that for a number of people in our church and in that community that I was ministering in there was very little laughter in their life at all and so I set myself once a week to try to make them laugh and, and I tried to do it at my expense, mostly never at anybody else's expense, you know and I had people come in and say, you know, I really feel better after
1: church. Well, so I am glad. I'm glad you feel better. I hope you got something out of the message or what else, but I'm glad you feel better. You know, as you say that, uh, you'll remember back to the 1980s when there was a season in church life uh, with what was called the Toronto breath- Blessing, that uh, people were laughing uncontrollably in church. And yep. for people looking on from the outside, that looked a little bit weird. Definitely. Uh, some people thought, oh, I had to go in and find out what's going on here. In fact, uh, something contagious about that laughter too. Now, that was was for a season. Some people were describing that as you know a form of a mini revival, a visitation yeah. from God. I wonder whether you know, looking back in hindsight, whether you can see was there fruit from that uh, move of God? Is there was there something good about that laughing? I mean, it's a very sort of it's uh, it's not really a threatening thing to yeah. actually have laughter, but it was uh, it was sort of a fun time for people who were in the middle of it all.
2: It was, Neil. But I actually went to Toronto to the airport church of Toronto at Toronto one stage to a prophetic conference there. And I saw some of the most peculiar things happen. But, you know, and I spoke to some people afterwards. And things that had been deep-rooted in their lives, as that kind of thing happened to them and they began to laugh or other things happened, they began to laugh. A lot of those things broke loose. You know, there were things bound up deep in their lives that were actually broken loose and they were set free from those things. And look, you know, the thing is that whenever you get something like that, it's a tree. It's like a tree. And and there'll be some branches that grow in wrong directions. You don't cut the whole tree out because some things are not quite the way you think they should be, but it needs to be adjusted and, and, and governed and whatever else. But, yeah, there were some – I could tell you some strange stories from Toronto that nobody would believe. But anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We might be teasing those out of you in a few minutes' time. Look, we want to open our talkback lines, and let's do that uh, early. You might have your own story to share Uh, Talking funny, weird, and even disturbing today. So we might go from uh, having a laugh to actually being seriously concerned. Uh, But you can be a part of our conversation. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. 1-800-316-316. You know, there are some weird things that go on in church life. And uh, for some denominations, they do sort of things that others will think are weird, like the blessing of pets. Uh, you know this. You know, bring your dog, your cat, your goldfish, your pet goat. Uh, bring your pet to church, and uh, and a blessing on the pet. Uh, You're familiar with that sort of thing, most familiar through the vicar of Dibley, Neil. <laughs> 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 but you know what? You know what? I, the,
2: Paul says, by all means, save some. And that, look, you may get. I'm I'm not suggesting we do this, but possibly some people may come into the church who would never go to church in a million years. Bring their pets and come into contact with God, the Holy Spirit or whatever. Who knows? So I'm not going to decry any of those things. If it's a tool to get some people across the threshold of the church and hear the gospel, then I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but I'd be. I'm not judging anybody who does.
1: I think this practice dates back to Saint Francis, yep. and uh, typically it's more a Catholic practice. Yep. Although I imagine that there's probably some other churches that uh, might have had a special day where they're uh, blessing pets. But uh, the priest comes, uh, and uh, each one brings their animal, uh, and a special prayer is prayed over the animal. And uh, I've got one prayer that I picked up here. Blessed are you, Lord God, maker of all living creatures. You called forth fish in the sea, birds in the air, and animals on the land. You inspired St. Francis to call all of them his brothers and sisters. <laughs> I'll get you back. <laughs> right. We ask you to bless this pet by the power of your love. Enable it to live according to your plan. May we always praise you for all your beauty in creation. Blessed are you, Lord our God, in all your creatures. Amen. Amen. Uh, as you say, you don't want to put down an opportunity for people to come across that threshold and hear the good news uh, while they're in church. But yeah, it's an it's an unusual, and a weird practice. Parts of that prayer do worry me, Neil. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, <laughs> a friend of mine's got a brother who could be a gorilla. But anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the owner is happy when that prayer is prayed, and uh, you know who knows whether those pets will live longer or be happier.
2: Who knows? <laughs> who knows? But you know, maybe the person will live longer longer by having a happier pet
1: you never know you never know Uh, because pets are almost for some uh, like children
2: well my wife my wife's a a physiotherapist works in um, geriatric rehab which is starting to come in handy for me (laughs) but but you know um taking pets like well-behaved dogs and whatever into nursing homes and some of those places does some of those people the world of good you know really ministers to them really they love the like the, the um, tactile touch of a, of a dog or an animal, you know, and, and just, you know, a, a pet comes up to them, it makes the world a difference. So, who knows?
1: Well we're taking calls on 1-800-316-316 You might like to join in our talkback conversation, you might have a story to share. Uh, we're also able to uh, get your comments on our Facebook page, go to Vision Radio on Facebook and uh, you'll have an opportunity there to share your thoughts, perhaps a funny story. We'll see if we can filter through some of those into our conversation today. Rob, let's take a call from Anne in Labrador in Queensland. Hello Anne, welcome along.
3: I've got two, okay. You've
1: got Two stories. Okay, hit yeah, us with them. The
3: first one, the first one was in the church, an Anglican church, and it was dancing, and we had confirmation there, and I was in an Anglican church, and we had a bap- we had a bishop there, and he was sitting down in the middle, and they were dancing around him. <laughs> he, had, he didn't even he didn't know what to expect. Uh, all right. That was, the, that was the first one.
4: That yep. was
3: Christian dance. The second Great. one was in our ch- my own church that I go to now, and straight after. The service we had what we called a shave for leukemia so we had someone who who uh, donated his his head to be shaved so that was something else that we had in our own church <laughs> yeah. and church, you
1: guess, know what those sorts of fundraising opportunities yeah. and uh, yeah. shave for leukemia those are good things that the church can be involved in and they are community-minded events too and, and you know what they're funny. Uh, when someone's got this wonderful, uh, head of hair and, uh, they've put themselves up to have that head shaved on. mind standing a little on top. But yes, uh, wonderful. And of course, the dancing in church. Uh, you always think about dancing as, uh, you know, some people feeling very freed by that idea, uh, others quite confronted by it. And so, uh, dancing in church. Your thoughts for, uh, for Anne?
2: Yeah, look, I think, um, opportunities like, you know, having your head shaved is, is a great. Thing to do to raise some money and I think we've got, to, we've got to make the most of those and, and draw yeah. as much humour and as much um, well-being and good feeling out of those things as possible. Mm. Um, I, the sacred dance the interpretive dance, um, there used yeah. to be this mythical thing called my sacred dance video which never, nobody ever saw but it was often asked
1: about. So. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you so much for your contribution uh, I did hear the story of a church in Melbourne uh, not sure we should mention the name of the church. Uh, it's Richmond Temple for those who are in Melbourne. Oh, here we go. Uh, one night a man decided that he would attend the church in flesh coloured underwear <laughs> to dance down the aisles like David danced. Because oh, if we go Lord. back to the scriptures, we can hear, you know, David dancing naked in the street. Uh, so, you know, this is one of those things, isn't it? Oh, well, David did. It. It's all right for me to do it now. But that's not always the case, Rob. No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> There's some people who should never dance to it. <laughs> What about interpretive dance? Uh, people, I think, you know, going back to the 1970s, sort of charismatic renewal type days, uh, where it became a popular thing to have uh, banners and wave all sorts of flags and things like that, interpretive dance before the Lord. Those things were pretty uh, outstanding and sometimes amusing. They were, and
2: uh, still again, I would maintain my statement, there are some people who should never dance. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: uh, that's exactly right. Uh, and we'll leave it. From my perspective, I'm not saying any more on the grounds that it might incinerate me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're taking calls on 1 800 316 316. Thank you so much, uh, to Anne. Let's hear from Leanne in Cairns. Hello, Leanne. Welcome along.
3: Hi. Um, I just want to um, add to the conversation about um, uh, you were talking about animals in church. Yeah. Well, this isn't actually it happens in church, but my son in law chris um he taught his dog that before they he lets him eat, he's got to put his paws down, lie down, and have his <laughs> head between his legs, yeah. and he then he prays for All the right. meal and that it'll help the dog be a good dog, that he'll be a great family member and And then until he acts, and he'll go on for about 10 minutes, and until he says amen, this dog does not eat. And he knows as soon as the amen said, he's allowed to go and eat.
1: If only we could train our children that way.
3: (laughs) So I started doing it um, on a disability support worker, and, and they have a dog in the house where I work. So I started doing it with the dog there. And to my surprise, I've been doing it for months, but to my surprise now, as soon as I say, he used to wait until I'd say go, you can eat now. Now as soon as I say amen, he goes and eats.
1: And it <laughs> blew me away. You know? oh, that's great.
3: Praise God that it's such a witness um, with animals. It can be such a witness with animals like the people I work for. So said, that's amazing. How do you doing? I said, oh, well, he's a you know, God's creature. He should be um, you know, treated as such, and so, you know, he can learn manners as well. Or, you know, he's <laughs> got to thank God for his food, and it's been a real witness to them. So, <laughs> so I do agree with, um, animals in church for a blessing. If that's a way that they can get, um, the outside, uh, non Christian people to come in and hear the word, it's a fantastic idea. And a great
1: preaching illustration too, if you're talking about obedience obedience to God and there's a dog that's really obedient and bowing its head for grace. Life, culture
0: and current
1: events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision Pastor Rob Mann, Vision's chaplain is our guest today as we talk through some of those things that are just plain funny sometimes weird and sometimes downright disturbing and you're invited to be a part of our conversation on 1-800-316-316 you could also leave a note for us tell your story on facebook if you wanted to do that we'll filter through some of the best stories as they come through hey, rob let's take some more calls sure. let's hear from alex in brisbane hello alex welcome along hello alex what are your thoughts do you have a story to tell
5: Look, I don't have a story. More, more than anything, I wanted to talk about the Toronto Blessings. Oh yes. Um, my opinion about it, obviously, it's in my opinion, is not that great about it. Um, just lining things up with the scripture, and uh, the working of the Holy Spirit. When you see people barking like dogs and doing all that other kind of stuff, I don't see how the Holy that that is the Holy Spirit, according to the Word of God.
1: Yeah, well, uh, this is where, uh, we're, we're talking disturbing things. And for some who were part of it, it was something they tolerated or. Uh, looked at as being something of a different way that people were expressing themselves but uh, I take your point and uh, it does look a little weird and uh, Rob no doubt uh, you'll have as you were indicating uh, thinking about some of the things that uh, you might not even want to talk about uh, weird stuff was happening at the time and then sometimes along with the good that happens in these things you also get the weird and that does colour it
2: exactly and and there were things that I couldn't line up with scripture either but there are a whole lot of really good things that came out of it as well you know you can't I mean you can you can you know item pick little things out of anything that happened I'll guarantee you if you're around when John Edwards preached in his church and and uh, people were crying out in the street to get you know forgiven for, for their sin rather than fall into hell you know there'd be people who want to pick things out of that so whenever there's a move of God or something happens there's always going to be stuff that doesn't line up and you know you've just got to adjust those things and and uh, and take the good you know, the good out of it and let that apply
1: Alex from Brisbane, thanks so much for your call today. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 You can contribute to our conversation. Let's hear from Jason in Sydney. Hello, Jason. Welcome along.
6: Yes, uh, Good day. Look, uh, a serious note and a rather humorous note. Uh, just to put it in a nutshell, uh, my mum's version of Christianity at the World Church and my own version of church growing up in the 70s and 80s as a young fellow, uh, we were rather like Felix and Oscar, if you can... Um, if you're the, odd not, you know, the, the odd couple. The odd couple, because our mum was just—I called it, it, it. The church was officially called Four Square Gospel. Mm. I used to call it V Eight Square Gospel because they were just—they were full on. <laughs> Everything was exciting or dramatic and flag waving. And look, I tell you, on the on the downside, yeah, I had very poor. Um, experiences with the Toronto Blessing in the church that my mum attended to, I have to be blunt about that, there were just some downright scary things and, and troubled people who had psychiatric disorders and, and their church services would just end in chaos, in a massive chaos. Um, a uh, Gleaning out of that though, there's a new thing that's been getting around in recent years called Laughter Ministry. I've noticed uh, where people just, uh, they're getting together and it's uh, like a group where you're encouraged. To let out your stress and, and have a good laugh, have a good uh, a belly you laugh or have a good wail, and I think in that context it was it's it does these people the world of good. Um, on the light side, um, I just remembered an incident while I was on uh, on waiting on the phone. I was a teenager. I'm trying to look cool in front of in my youth group friends, <laughs> and we we go into the centre of Sydney one night um, for a, a movie night, and I'm trying to look cool. All of a sudden, near Sydney Town Hall, I'll never forget. It was maybe 8:30 or 9 o'clock at night. I hear these guitars and the cymbals and the the uh, uh, the tambourines, and one of my mates, still a mate after 35, 36 years, he says to me, hey "AJ, isn't that your mum?" And I look. <laughs> <laughs> it's the flag waving. It's the dancing. It's the guitars. It's it's the the hallelujahs and uh, past the ammo. It's just uh, <laughs> full on. And there was just... I mean, as a teenager, eh, trying to look cool in front of my friends, I, I just was looking for the crack to, to sink into.
1: Never seen it before in my life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to be distanced from your parents.
6: <laughs> well, I'm a dad now and uh, in my mid-40s. And you know what? I take into consideration... I hear such palaver from from some teenagers and and some uh, 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 you know some drama that they're into and things that are meaningful now that I know in ten twenty thirty years won't be such. But I think back to the days to the seventies and eighties when I was just dead embarrassed by my mum dancing around uh, and uh, with the the flag wavers, and I just think, well, you know what? Just listen to the kids, you know, cut them some slack. Uh, you know, just remember back when. Well, Mum was having a grand old time, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit like looking back on an old photograph of yourself, isn't it? And you say, what was I wearing? You know, why was I wearing that style of glasses at the time? Because when you look back on it, the fashions have all changed and things look completely ridiculous in hindsight.
6: Well, yes, sir. And that's why I think I I can appreciate the the people who've had uh, downright traumatic experiences with um, these groups in the past. Um, but you know, yeah. On the other occasion, there are times where you look back and you just shake your head. And my mum, well, <laughs> she is, uh, when you know she can't walk like she used to. But I tell you what, if she could still stand up with a, a fiery flagpole, uh, I would think uh, you know she'd she'd do it. But I'd, um, you know, look, I miss the music. I loved the music as a teenager, but it's just some of the other stuff that went on.
1: Yep, I'm, sure. I'm glad
6: it's been put in the park
1: well Jason thank you so much for calling in and uh, a frank assessment of uh, things that went on back in your earlier days and some good and some bad and this is why uh, I think when we talk about this type of topic remembering funny things that happen in church because what's funny for one might be weird or might be confronting for another uh, but uh, all of these things are colouring and shaping our developments in faith in fact sometimes you can't have a mature eye idea about how things are supposed to be unless we've been exposed to some of these weird and wonderful sure, things sure and again i think it's part of the key to
2: it is leadership you know with with if you have good leaders who know how to handle the stuff that comes up and explain it and and work with it without destroying people um, without crushing people but also without letting people who are Kind of taken aback by something's happened, be pushed away because they think it's weird and strange. Leadership is one of the keys to it.
1: We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen, or you can leave a note on our Facebook page. Let's hear from Anderson in Mount Barker, in WA. Hello, Anderson. Welcome along.
5: G'day, Neil. Uh, g'day, Rob. G'day, mate. Um, Good to hear from you. Uh, conversations this morning, um, particularly the last one. Um, Jason should be so lucky with his mum. Yep. I, I'm sort of trying to picture my mother like that, but it doesn't quite work. <laughs> but um, bless your Mum, if you're listening. I love you dearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, Look, um, to set the story, um, oh, some 40-plus years ago, I was a young teenage um, wannabe musician and, and part-time church organist, and uh, we had a new pastor, one who just went to be with the Lord last week, actually, but um, a great man who had a huge impact on my life, but he was uh, originally an Englishman, and he was preaching, and he was a man of the word, and he was reading um, that Old Testament story. Now, you can correct me if my theology is wrong. Was it Balaam who smote his donkey?
1: Uh, the, yes. The don- the don- yeah, the donkey that spoke yeah. to Balaam, yep.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, he's reading the Bible, and now you've got to picture the church. It's a, It's a rural church. It's probably... 70 odd people in the church and probably 25 of them are old cockies and their wives and assorted hangers on. And, uh, most of these guys who sit there with their arms folded and their eyes slightly narrowed listening to what the guy was saying because they're checking him out. <laughs> and, yep. um, he had their full attention but in their own way. And amongst the congregation was one Irish family. Um, and they were originally Presbyterian. Mrs. Irish lady uh, was very, very straight up and down. Okay? So, David, the pastor, is reading the word and he, he reads a bit where, and Balaam smote his ass, except he read it wrong, he said, and Balaam smote his, ass. <laughs> uh, I mean, smote his ass. So, there's 25 shoulders going up and down as these cockies, eyes oh, narrowed a bit more and he got, you know, and said um, Irish family, he is doing it as much as anybody. And Mrs. Irish Farmer, she's got the elbow going flat out. <laughs>
1: We did say at the beginning of this conversation there might be some things that might border on irreverent. So <laughs> you've delivered that one to us today, uh, Anderson. Just uh, great to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling in today. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Uh, this is the thing, isn't it? Uh, even when someone gets up to read the Bible and they've been given that tricky pas- passage with everybody's... Oh, everybody's very difficult to uh, pronounce uh, yep. nationality. A friend of mine would not say the fiery dark of the enemy he used to talk about (laughs) the flaming missiles when he came to that passage of scripture
2: another friend of mine was preaching about elijah and he he meant to say there was elijah sitting with his head between his knees feeling as though the bottom had fallen out of his world And he said there was elijah sitting with his head between his ears feeling as though the world had fallen out of his (laughs) bottom (laughs) all right Uh. and he said but moving right along
1: (laughs) We are talking about uh, those funny, those weird and sometimes disturbing things that happen in church life. Uh, we'll be taking some more calls after Vision National News, just about a minute out from news. I remember Cole Stringer was in as a guest on 2021 Day and uh, recalling the story of an Anzac Day service uh, where it was decided to bring a horse into church. You know, we've got, oh, we've got a horse and you've got uh, someone who's wearing, you know, light horse uniform or something like that. Nobody anticipated that the horse would be spooked. And you can imagine there was a little cleaning up to do on the carpet afterwards. It's not going to finish well. It's not going to finish well. You just know that that isn't going to finish well yeah. uh, undoubtedly there's a serious side to all this and since uh, we don't exactly know what's coming apologies uh, for those who uh, might hear something that sounds a little irreverent or even downright ridiculous uh, if something if that makes sense Anyway,
2: I'm just a bit concerned I just suddenly yep. comes concerned about why you invited me in the
1: day that you're talking about weird things Uh, Well, you're the weirdest person I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we've been taking calls and uh, let's continue to take some calls, Rob. Uh, Let's see if we can get some serious, seriously funny things uh, that are happening. Let's hear from Tom in Logan. Hello, Tom. Welcome along. Are you with us, Tom? No, I haven't got Tom there. Let's try Therese in Katanning in WA. Is it uh, Therese or Teresa?
4: No, just Therese.
1: Therese, welcome along. Well, what are your thoughts, sir? Uh, do you have a story to tell?
4: Yes, um, my uh, my old dog who's passed away now, um, she used to um, come and sit at the outside of the church whenever I was inside and then one day she came in and, and, that was, uh, and the minister said, oh no, let us stay there and it was a very small church in an outback place. Anyway for about three years after that, she always came in and with me, and she greeted everybody and then just sat down and, and waited. And everybody knew she was there and she was happy with her. But we used to get visitors coming through um, quite often, through Old Meekatara. And uh, anyway, if they wanted to go to church on Sunday, they'd come and, and have our service with us. Anyway, this old couple walked in one day and said, what's that dog doing in here? <laughs> what's that dog doing in this? And And our um, dear minister said, All creatures, all God's creatures are welcome in this house. She's
2: one of God's creatures. She's welcome. But Did she sing? Did she sing and did she get saved, Therese? I'm sure. No, I don't think
4: she got saved, but um, she always loved people and she was always God's dog. And everybody else
1: loved having her there. That's great. And I don't know that there are special health regulations that say you can't have a dog in church. A lot of cafes these days actually use it as a promotional tool, actually having dogs at the cafe. There uh, might be some church regulations. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when, I, when, I in, when I was in
4: Europe, there, a lot of the places in Italy and all that, your dog was welcome in, in cafes yeah. and places. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but she used to welcome everybody as they came in. And uh, give them a little hello, and then she'd go and sit down ne- near me, and that was the end of the time until it was time to go, and then she'd walk around and say goodbye to
1: everybody. <laughs> Therese, thank yeah. you so much for calling in. It's a great story, and uh, you might have your own story to contribute. One eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. All good unless you are, uh, in some ways, you know, you get the watery eyes and you're allergic, yeah, you're allergic to dogs. Neil, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had it in the church in Gatton that I passed it for you So um, for its one stage.
2: We had a dog that used to come in often on Sundays, and it, and it used to go to, uh, go to sleep every time I preached.
1: Um, I don't know whether there's any significance to that, but it would lie down and go to sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was just uh, following the lead of its owner, no doubt. <laughs> 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let's hear from Jenny in Portland. Hello, Jenny. Welcome along. Hello. Jenny, what are your thoughts? I just wanted
4: to tell you something funny that happened some years ago. We had an ecumenical service in our church. I'm pretty sure it was the Lent. And um, so we had people from the other churches there. And one of the women from another church um, stood up and did a reading. And in the reading... um The words were, the women beat their breasts, but she read it as the women bared their breasts. (laughs) She didn't didn't even pick up how she said it. And no one else was laughing. I'm sitting there chalking away (laughs) thinking, oh. So afterwards I said to our priest, the women bared their breasts? He said, yeah, I said to the, leader of their
1: congregation, you had some funny practices in your church. <laughs> <laughs> what you call a little liberal in that church. Thank you so much. Wonderful to hear from you, Jenny, in Portland. Let's hear from Steve in Brisbane. Hello, Steve. Welcome along. Hi, how are you going? Very well. What are your Good thoughts, doing, Steve? Steve? Oh, my thoughts, it's actually, I thought I'd pass on a
7: little story from a church I used to go to in Salisbury many years ago. Uh, in Gold Avenue, Rob Mann used to be...
2: Uh, <laughs> okay, we're about to spill there. the beans Hello, on Rob. Rob. Yeah, g'day, mate.
7: <laughs> I, um, I just saw a pass on one time. They, they let you have a go at preaching one night, and uh, I don't recall the full context of your sermon, but forgive me for that. I didn't take notes that night. But I do remember <laughs> you talking about um, how people got their names. You, you mentioned people's last names often come about depending on their trade or, yep. or whatever job they had, a carpenter, a butcher or whatever. And it took every bit within me to not stand up and say, are you sure that works for all names, Pastor Rob? <laughs> My last name being whore."
2: <laughs> oh, no. You're a bad man.
7: Oh, uh, look, I had to do it, Rob. I you had to did. do it. I couldn't help myself.
2: Yeah, How good idea. Yeah. yeah, thanks. I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> yeah, doing well. Doing well. Excellent. I
7: don't have that last name, by the way, anymore. I changed that when I got married. So, um, <laughs> good for you. My wife didn't want to be a teacher called Mrs. Hall. Mrs. No. Hall. Oh, dear, no. oh, dear.
1: <laughs> well yeah. done, Steve. Thank you so much for calling in being part of 2020 today. 1 800 316 316. If you'd like to join in, our conversation, a lot of the funny things that happen in church life don 't always happen within the four walls of the church, uh, as you were indicating a little earlier, Rob, sometimes funerals are uh, while they're sad times, and while you don 't want to be irreverent in talking about funerals, sometimes the funniest things happen at those funerals they do. I did hear the story of a funeral in New Zealand. As you know, uh, the casket uh, sits above the grave and at the appropriate time it's lowered down into the grave. Anyway, the pastor presiding over the funeral had a significant blooper and he invited the family to come and stand a little closer to the carcass. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting himself quickly to say, come and stand a little closer to the casket. Yes. Actually, I heard a story about a
2: casket, Neil. There was a funeral in one of the cities, and, and this church had a semicircular driveway that sort of went up a bit of a rise and then stopped under an awning and then came back down again. And uh, the funeral directors came in with a hearse, and they parked the vehicle, rolled the, the casket out on a trolley, but didn't lock the wheels on the trolley. And something happened, and the trolley rolled down the driveway, yeah. and it went across the road, and no, didn't hit any traffic, and it hit the hit the um, the curb, and the coffin actually shot off, that slid off the trolley straight across the footpath, and straight into a chemist shop, and slammed against the counter, and the lid came <laughs> off. And the body sat upright in the coffin. And the chemist said, what can I do for you? And the, co- and the, co- and the corpse said, can you give me something to stop this coffin? So
1: there you go. <laughs> okay. We'll take that as not a true story. <laughs> how do you know? I'll make that assumption. <laughs> 1-800-316-316. To join in our conversation today, let's hear from Janaya in Tweed Heads. Hello, Janaya, Welcome along.
8: Hi. How are you? Good,
1: Jenea. What are your thoughts or do you have a story to tell?
8: Um, yep, uh, a comment and two little stories. So I'm overseas and I'm uh, attending church, uh, Pentecostal church, uh, which is totally in uh, Bislama and French simultaneously. And I have my phone um, set to twice a day to remind me to pray. And it was in my bag and quite loud uh, in this acoustically um, accentuated uh, church. And it went off twice and I couldn't get to the bag fast enough to turn it off, and it was to remind me to pray. Um, Story one. Story two. New uh, Bible study uh, years ago when I first became a Christian, and we were talking about family's maiden names and I piped up without thinking (laughs) and said yes my grandmother was a whore
1: (laughs) (laughs) are you related to the gentleman we had on earlier Steve in
8: Brisbane (laughs) I know I just heard that and that's what reminded me and I joded it down and the third one is a comment I've just um I just find that uh the word amen which I believe means um so be it you know, let it be done. Yep. Um, I, I, so it's just a comment. I find that um, pastors um, seem to say it a lot at the end of everything when they're preaching. And I, uh, you know, can I have an amen for that, an amen for that. And it's like punctuation. It's
1: yep. Sorry? It's like punctuation for the sentence.
8: Basically, yes, instead of sort of where amen should be um, used. So I, I, I just find that curious that um, what are they thinking you know or are they really realizing you know what amen really means and when you think about it we're in church to to um, listen learn and and preach and so on you
1: know, on both sides. Janaya. wonderful to have your contribution and uh, you raise a really, really important thing. You know, the sorts of words, the terminology we use in church, sometimes this is so disconcerting. Uh, People in church sometimes find it hard to deal with. Those who are coming from outside looking in thinking, what is this all about? I can't understand the language. Sometimes it's a little bit too churchy. It is. And I think, Neil, if you think about it, and I'm not meaning to be irreverent here, but just imagine somebody who's never been in a
2: church service comes into a communion service. There's a whole group of people who are going to eat lamb. It's the same lamb as I had last week. It's not been cooked and not been refrigerated, and uh, but everybody's going to have some, and, uh, and they I'll have it again <laughs> soon. But then and then they say, you know, they they drink the blood, and that somehow that washes them clean. Like, and again, I'm not. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not being reverent, but like there's a lot of stuff we do that often isn't well explained, and people like and and, and there's a whole lot of people there talking to somebody who isn't there. Well, you know, you can't see is there, and they're given money. They're given money. To something that they can't see, can't touch, and don't really know. Like to somebody who's never been a church, it's, it is weird. And I think we need to be careful that we don't, you know, we've got our own culture. That when people come in, somebody helps them,
1: and it can understand. look so weird. Yeah. And as you say, uh, simple. Uh, explanation as those things are happening exactly. uh, enables people to be on the right page, and then uh, they'll be accepting of those things that are said, yeah. and uh, be able to understand the deeper truths that are communicated. When you talk about, you know, the Lamb of God, uh, the bread and the significance, and the you know the the wine when you're yeah. having the communion, uh, the mm-hmm. blood of Christ. And because, I mean, I think in the early church uh, there was this reputation that. Uh, that uh, there was cannibalism going yeah, on in church. Exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. Somehow or other, or oh, they're eating people. They're eating yeah. blood, drinking blood and eating the flesh. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, some of those things can be weird and even disturbing. Visions
0: 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events.
1: Talking about funny, weird, or disturbing things in church life, a special guest this hour, Pastor Rob Mann, Visions Chaplain, in with us, and uh, having a little bit of a light-hearted look at sometimes things that are quite serious. Uh, in fact, Rob, we'll take some more calls in just a few moments. Um, there's, you know, we were talking just before the break about some of the terminology we use in church. One of the funniest things uh, that is, for some, quite weird, is this idea of being slain in the spirit. Yeah. And, uh, Are they ever for, going to come back to life? For, for those, uh, This is probably typically in Pentecostal-type uh, services, yeah. uh, some evangelical services too, and maybe charismatic Catholic circles if you were uh, going sure. further afield. This idea of being slain in the Spirit. I heard this wonderful story some years ago here on 2020. There was a couple sharing their testimony here about marriage, and uh, they had been through divorce, and for whatever reason they'd found themselves in the same church together. You know, this is it. They're divorced. They're completely separated, uh, accidentally find themselves in the same church. He goes forward in the prayer line uh, to get prayer for whatever issue. She's sitting in the congregation saying, oh, that's my ex-husband up there. And she feels God say to her to go and stand beside her husband. So she goes and does that. And in the next moment, they together are... Slain in the spirit now that's that's terminology that sort of says they fell over, yep, but they fell over into one another's arms oh. and that rekindled their romance, they went on to remarry. And as I understand it, even continuing today, serving God in marriage ministry together. That's amazing. I mean, that is an incredible testimony. It is. Uh, for those who are wondering about being slain in the spirit, there's something good that happened in that one. There is. Uh, I, there are
2: some funny things that happened too, though. Many years ago, I was in a big church in Brisbane here, and uh, a woman of some area, some considerable area, was being prayed for. <laughs> <laughs> She's a large yes. lady. And it yes. just happened that two smallest deacons in the church were standing behind her. The guy came up and went to pray for her, and down she went and took these two guys with her. So <laughs> there was a thrashing mass of 12 limbs all trying to – and I'm standing singing. I'm trying to hide behind a microphone, and, and I'm beside myself with laughter, and it's, it's not funny.
1: <laughs> it is funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> it is funny, but it's not funny. And uh, and interestingly, when you're talking about being slain in the spirit, uh, so many of those churches that have that practice, uh, they'll have people on duty to stand behind people exactly. being prayed for because if they fall down hurt themselves, uh, litigation has sometimes uh, been a burden for some churches when well, one people of the, have hurt themselves. One
2: of the churches I was in under our insurance policy, if someone if that happened to somebody and nobody caught them and helped them and they got hurt, our, our insurance excess was $10,000 to start with. Whew.
1: Okay, well we're taking calls on 1-800-316-316, you might like to join in our conversation. Let's take a call from, we've got Tom in Logan. Hello Tom, welcome along.
9: Yes, Um. a funny thing happened on the way to the comments, I accidentally pressed the uh, stop call sign. <laughs>
1: <Pardon>. <laughs> right, Okay. <laughs> Okay, Tom, thank you so much. Let's take a call from Jonathan in Perth. Hello, Jonathan. Are you with us, Jonathan? Yes, how are you? Good, Jonathan. With
4: tell thanks. us yes, your story. Uh, uh, in, uh, in Africa, one night we went to a church and the pastor was preaching. Instead of to see scripture,
1: he said Scorpio. <laughs> sorry i missed that
2: <laughs> he meant yeah, to say a scripture and he it's said it's scorpion, it's
1: scorpion. scorpion. <laughs> open your scorpion <laughs> okay well uh. done jonathan thank you so much for your call 1-800-316-316 we'll get through as many as we can hello dave in brisbane hello dave
6: oh g'day neil g'day rob how are you going <laughs> yes that's a dad.
1: familiar voice yes <laughs> I know, hello, Dave. That what, what is your funny story
6: well, I, I actually was there when that streaker burst through the uh, western door of the church to dance like David Dancer. You're talking about?
1: <laughs> That's at the Richmond Temple, as I recall. Uh, getting a little free plug for Richmond Temple today. Get a blanket Never know quickly. what you'll see there.
6: <laughs> but, uh, one that I just wanted to share with you guys was when the announcements were being uh, put forward by uh, Pastor Phil, and a lady got up and said, uh, "And I want to ask uh, Rob's." theology about this that Jesus came as a woman and Jesus is coming back in the female form of a woman and Pastor Phil goes we'll talk to you later <laughs> So, what do you think of that Rob?
2: Well, Dave, you just said it. We'll talk to you later. I think I should come out and talk to you later. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, people have various interpretations of the scripture. That's all I can say. Okay. Thank you so much, Dave. 1-800-316-316. And just a little time left. Let's take uh, let's take another call. Uh, oh, we've got Tom back again from Logan. Tom, did I cut you off a little earlier?
9: Yeah, you did. That wasn't the punchline.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Sorry about that. You better, you better give us, a, you better give us the story in total.
9: Yep, um, uh, Robert probably appreciate this because um, I've heard his testimony at Center um, Logan. Um, but um, I grew up in the Presbyterian Church, and so did I. In the, in the yep, in the seventies, I became a Presbyterian. <laughs> and. Uh, so there was half a dozen of, of us rocked up at this Pentecostal church. And um, we were all sitting there, Dua Presbyterians, and uh, they were reading from the Bible. And it was all, everyone was quiet. And um, God just showed me how that I'd been freed from Satan. And um, you know how it says that God laughs over his enemies it was like God invited me to laugh along with him, <laughs> and so it was so spontaneous it just burst out of me oh, dear. and the, ho- the whole the whole seat of us presby just burst out laughing
4: <laughs>
9: <laughs> like I mean back in the seventies um Pentecostal churches they would have thrown you out on your ear, uh, Yeah. But the pastor was right in the spirit. He said, praise God, somebody's getting blessed.
1: <laughs> good. That's so, excellent. Okay. Tom, yeah. thank you so much for being part of 2020 today and just a couple of minutes remaining, Rob. Uh, it is good to talk about those things that are funny in church life, uh, the weird things that happen. And, you know, I think if you're going to be in part of church life, you would expect a few weird things. You would sure. expect a few Things that are a little disconcerting. Uh, this idea of, you know, uh, some of the gifts of the Holy Spirit you read about in the Bible, speaking in tongues or prophesying. Yep. For some, that's a really, really weird experience. And really, does that really happen today? Now, that's too big a conversation <laughs> to uh, to speak about. But all I'm saying is yeah, sure. that uh, they, these things are legitimate biblical uh, issues to unpack and to understand. But yep. uh, but they look weird, don't they?
2: Well, the Bible does say we're a peculiar people. But, um, again, I think the key in a lot of those things is leadership. You know, where people are informed about what's going on and people are helped to understand. Um, not, people will more often not get offended if you, if you can explain it to them and they
1: may not agree with you, but at least they've got some information to go with that's right and uh, this idea of uh, you know expecting that everything in church is going to go just the way you think it should go uh, to be challenged on new levels of experience is perhaps a good thing for maturity exactly
2: you know I mean God's a big God Um, The trouble is we try sometimes we try to make God in our image rather than believe that we're made in God's image and you know we try to fit church and all of the things that are involved with God into our little box and, and it doesn't fit he does some things at times that there is no explanation for and sometimes you've just got to go well that's God and sometimes you need to be able to laugh.
1: And you know what? There's plenty of room for another day exploring some more of these weird and wonderful things that happen in church life. So uh, the invitation's there, Rob. We'll do this again on another day. I think it's been an enjoyable conversation. We didn't even get to talk about things like people being delivered from demons. Or baptized. Or we didn't get a lot of your good baptism stories, which, (laughs) and I know there are a lot of them, but uh, uh, a lot of things that are funny, a lot of things that are very serious, uh, things that people ought not to be fearful about, uh, expect that there will be sometime uh, some weird and wonderful stuff that happens in your Christian experience, and Definitely. And, uh, and when you're a parent, and you've got children. Sometimes you need to be explaining to your children what's happening. Sure, uh, and uh, and for especially if you've got visitors in church to How make sure that they're okay. How boring would it be
2: though if nothing unusual ever happened? If it's the same thing, old thing every week, people get bored.
1: And, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: I mean, you yeah. don't want to manufacture it, but if something happens,
1: it happens and uh, you uh, are ex- well this is the this is the leadership that you're talking about uh, was this from god or was this from ourselves or was this from the devil yeah <laughs> and being able to discern where those things come from an important way of uh, being able to deal with what happens in church life uh, rob man just great to have you as a guest it's great uh, to be as here I say, we've got a standing invitation to do this on another day thank you so much for being with us on 2020
2: thanks Nels. it's great to be here great pleasure